I've been listening to some of the old interviews I've done over the years from The Vault and I came across this one, How I Met My Husband. And if I don't say so myself, it's such a good little story. I thought, you know what? I'm going to let it play out all over again here on the Mainly Moonology Podcast. Welcome to the Mainly Moonology Podcast. I'm your host, Yasmin Boland, an award-winning astrologer and the Sunday Times best-selling author of books including Moonology and creator of the Moonology Oracle Cards. My intention for this podcast is to help you understand how you can create your dream life using Mainly Moonology, the moon, as your guide. Good morning, good morning. Hello, everybody out there in Radioland all over the world. This is Yasmin Boland. I'm coming to you live and direct this week from Paris, France. Last week I was in India. This week I'm in Paris. Next week I'll be in London. Yes, I'm confused too. What I wanted to start off by talking about today is the fact that I'm in Paris at all. Now, for one thing, as I say every time I come here, if you're a regular listener, you will have heard me saying this before, but being in Paris to me is a really really good example of how manifesting works. I feel very strongly that I totally manifested my Parisian life. And I have a kind of a Parisian life because as it turned out, I ended up marrying a Frenchman. Now, why is this a manifestation? Okay, so I grew up in a very small little town called Sandy Bay. Uh, in Hobart, which is in Tasmania. You might have heard the Tasmanian Devil. I think you guys in the States had a cartoon about the, <laughs> about the uh, Tasmanian Devil. And, uh, yeah, so Tasmania is the island state, uh, very much sort of south of the mainland of Australia, as we used to call it. It's a bit like Hawaii is a part of the United States, but it's off the mainland. Tasmania is a lot closer to the rest of the mainland, a lot closer to the mainland Australia, but it's south, it's an island. And I grew up there, and all my life growing up uh, as a sort of a young uh, preteen and then as a teenager going to farm school there, as I did, um, I dreamed of living in Los Angeles, or Paris. And uh, it really was like an obsession with me. And I couldn't really say if it was more about LA or more about Paris. I just dreamed of both really strongly all my life. It was an obsession. It was a dream. I kind of made, you know, what these days we would call a vision board. Um, I did it very unconsciously. I would say I was in my early teenage years when I did it. And I think I actually did it mainly about Paris at that point. Um, I would cut out anything to do with Paris from magazines and newspapers and I put them on my wall. And as I say, you know, back in the day, I did it completely unconsciously. Nowadays, we all know that a vision board is something that can help us to manifest our dreams. And in fact, I, I keep reminding myself, you know, let's start doing vision boards together for the new moon because it works absolutely perfectly. Or I might do a vision board workshop at some point in the not too distant future as well, um, or maybe an online workshop. But yeah, so I did this 
like really for all the time I can remember. And I actually ended up studying French at school. Now, you know, a lot of us study French at school, but I was quite obsessed with it. And as I said, I grew up in this tiny little town on the, you know, basically between Tasmania and Antarctica. There is nothing but a lot of very choppy water. Um, you know, it's the end of the earth. And I just dreamed and dreamed and dreamed of going to live in Paris one day. And so eventually I left school. Well, I, I, let me just say, I, I actually studied French all the way through school. And in order to study French in my final year of school before university, I actually had to kind of make a special appeal to my teacher, Madame von Bibra, one of the most influential people in my life, and uh, to say to her, listen, Madame, I know I'm not that good at French, but I really love it and I really want to do it for what we would call matric. It was called matric, HSC now in Australia. It's sort of the last couple of years of school. And she was like, well, I don't know. Of course, if you really, really want to, you can, I suppose. Actually, she didn't really speak like that, but that just gives you the French teacher accent. And um, so I ended up doing uh, French in my last year of school and then I managed to get my my you know, high school diploma, I think you guys call it. And so then I went to university, which I think you guys call college in America. And because I'd studied French in the last year of school, I was able to do it at college. And I ended up against all odds doing French all the way through university uh, to the point that I actually majored in French and uh, managed to scrape through. I was so determined. And eventually... You know, one thing led to another over the following years. Say, I don't know, maybe 10 years after I finished university, I eventually went to live in Paris. It was kind of a long story. I'd had a big breakup. I was really miserable. I was actually by this stage living at Bondi Beach in Sydney in Australia. If you know Bondi Beach, I know a lot of people go there when they're on holidays. And I... I got an opportunity to someone. I ran into someone in the street who said, "Hey, I this is my keys to my flat in Paris. Would you like to go and stay there?" And I was like, <laughs> "Would I? Yes, please." So, you know, a good way to get over the heartbreak and the, all the ensuing you know tedium that follows that kind of thing. So I went to Paris and uh, with at my friend's house and with the keys that he gave me. And on the first night there, it was the new moon. And so I decided to jump in a cab and go to the Eiffel Tower to make my new moon wishes. And so I got to, I remember going, talking to the cab driver on the way in my, you know, university French, which turned out not to be as good as I thought. <laughs> and so I actually got to Paris and heard real French people speaking. But anyway, I got to Paris, uh, I got to the Eiffel Tower and the, I remember the cab driver on the way there said to me, I told him I'm going to make some wishes under the Eiffel Tower. And I remember he said, oh, what are you going to wish for? And I said, well, I'm not really sure yet. I said, what would you wish for? And he said, oh, I'd wish for love. And then somebody else along the way I spoke to as well and the subject came up and I don't remember who it was now, but I remember saying, well, what would you wish for? And they said, oh, I would wish for love. And I remember thinking, wow, everyone in Paris is just wishing for love. So, you know, city of love, I guess it's not that surprising. So I got there and I, I got under the Eiffel Tower right under the, under the spire because I figured the spire would carry my wishes up into the universe. And I think I probably did wish for love. Actually, I can't remember now if I did. I think I did. I've got it written down somewhere. But I know what I definitely wished for was I wished to be able to stay in Paris. 
And at that point, I was only going to be in Paris for five days, and I wished that I could live in Paris. And I think probably wished that I could find love in Paris. Hi there, Aileen here, Yasmin's podcast producer. Do you ever get that feeling that you're a magical person who can create that dream life, but you're just not sure how to get started? Did you know you can work with the moon to get in touch with your inner magic and manifest your dream life? Well, get ready to have your questions answered and more because on October 28th, 7.30 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time, Yasmin will be holding a live workshop in Seattle, Washington. You'll learn how to tap into extraordinary energies that the October new moon eclipse will bring. It's the perfect time for manifesting and learning about manifesting. There will also be astrology, moonology, rituals, chanting, and a lot more. The live class will be held at the Yoga Hall Blue Lotus Temple in Bothell, Washington. To get tickets, just go to eastwestseattle.org and search for Yasmin Boland. We've also included a link on how to get in-person tickets as well as online access at the description below so that you can join no matter which part of the world you're in. We'll see you at the workshop. And anyway, somehow, and again, I'm sorry, I, I didn't prepare to, I didn't plan on telling you this story <laughs> when I came on here, so I don't have all the details written down in front of me. It was a while ago now. It was, I think, about 2005 that this happened. But the long and the short of it is that I stayed in that flat that my friend had let me for about five days. But on the way home from that trip to the Eiffel Tower, I actually took another taxi home. And as I got out of the car, I said to myself, right. Actually, I'd say a voice inside my head said, right, I live here now. And I remember thinking, gosh, that's a strange thing for me to think. I live here now. I live in Paris. But what happened was I stayed in my friend's apartment for a week and then I took another apartment down the road because I wanted to stay a little bit longer. And then I saw an advertisement for a flat in a wonderful part of Paris, which was really cheap. So I took that and lo and behold, I ended up living in Paris. And I stayed here, I think it was about nine months of just living here and having a wonderful time and finally improving my French. It was all like a dream. You know, my friends in Australia were like, what do you mean you've moved to Paris? You went there for five days. I was like, yeah, I know. It's all a bit strange, but here I am. What am I doing here? I don't even know what I'm doing here. I remember asking myself all the time, what am I doing here? How did I end up living in Paris? And by that stage, I definitely was wishing for love. I decided I did want to fall in love. And I eventually met my beautiful husband of 12 years now, Olivier, and we fell in love very quickly and we ended up getting pregnant quite quickly, about six months after we met, on purpose. We thought it was going to take us about 12 months to get pregnant, it took us one go. <laughs> and so then I had, we had our son, who's now 12, Louis, and about 
probably three years ago, I was in Paris again because we come here all the time now. I ended up manifesting, you know, this marriage which brings me to Paris all the time, even though we're mainly based in London. We'd just been to see that film Inception. Have you seen that film? Inception. I think it's got Leonardo DiCaprio in it, and it, DiCaprio in it, and it's very kind of confusing and weird, and it's all about getting into someone's dreams. And I always think it was because that film is so strange that I ended up having this experience. But after the show, my son was being looked after by his grandma, and I was just waiting in the car park after the film for Olivier, my husband, to get the car and come and pick me up. And as I stood there waiting, I came over extremely lightheaded, almost to the point of keeling over, fainting and keeling over. And what was happening was I was seeing literally my entire life and how it had all led to me fulfilling this dream to come and live in Paris and to sort of have a Parisian life. And it stretched back from, you know, when I was 12, 13, 14, living in Hobart, Tasmania, and going to school there and loving French and wanting to speak French and making those sort of unconscious accidental vision boards that I made on my bedroom wall to, you know, pursuing French through school and going to university and studying French and visiting Paris as a tourist a couple of times along the way to eventually going to live, going there for five days and deciding, right, I live here now and staying. And I could see how the whole thing had manifested, okay? I mean, you have to admit, like, especially if you're in the States and you live, I mean, we get, I get lots of calls here from lots of people who seem to live in, you know, New York or California or Chicago, all the, all the big, big places. But just imagine you live in some tiny little town in the middle of nowhere, you know, which is more or less where I grew up, in a tiny little town at the very end of the earth. And, you know, you have this dream of living in, in one of the great cities of the world like Paris. I mean, it's kind of unlikely, you know. It's not, it's not that likely that a girl from Hobart, Tasmania is going to end up living in Paris. And yet it manifested because I put so much love and energy into it over the years. And so as I sit here in Paris, looking out the window as I talk to you, I know, I know that it was a chain of events and I know that it was some conscious and some unconscious manifesting. So whatever your dream is, whatever your dream is, keep going with it, okay? Keep making your vision boards. Keep making your wishes. You don't have to make your wishes under the Eiffel Tower, but it doesn't hurt if you can, especially if you're wishing to live in Paris or fall in love in Paris. But keep focused on the dream, okay? I am... 101% convinced that we are truly creating our lives with our thoughts and especially with our emotions. Okay, so whatever it is you want to achieve in your life, I urge you and encourage you to follow your dreams because that situation I had in the car park after inception where I saw my life in this kind of weird chain of events, I could see it really was a creation, okay? 
So whatever you want, believe you can create it. And, you know, I often reference Abraham Hicks, who are on the air on Hay House Radio before I come on. And so I'm always, I always get to listen to them. It's brilliant. And I have the headphones on and I listen to them for a good sort of half an hour, sometimes 20 minutes, but before, before my show starts, which is so inspiring. You know, one of the things they say, which I so strongly believe can influence our lives, is think about what you do want. Don't think about what you don't want. Think about what you do want, okay? That's really my message to you this week. And we are manifesting our lives. So think about what you do want and don't think about what you don't want. I hope you've enjoyed this week's Mainly Moonology podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe, give us a review, and we'll be eternally grateful. We publish the podcast every Monday, 4 p.m. UK time, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, and I'm afraid to say it's silly o'clock in Australia, but it will be there when you wake up on a Tuesday morning. Have a great week.